Hi beautiful souls. Thank you for tuning in to this new video, new podcast that I made about the negative circle of this ease. And um, it is something I've created based on reading lots and lots of uh, research books uh, about holistic health and self-healing. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that I am the creator of all the theories, it's just combining them. Uh, it's just like Steve Ozanich worked on continuing the theories of Dr. Sarno. I would like myself to continue working on lots of different holistic healing approaches. I am someone who went to the self-healing holistic process myself. I'm not a doctor of any kind. So if you have any medical condition, I uh, would like to refer you first to your doctor. And maybe in the meantime, you can work on the things that I'm talking about. For almost every disease or symptom, we have a physical explanation. But I would like to go further than that. Instead of it's just gene expression, I would like to ask, why is the gene being activated? And instead of my cells are just doing this, I'd like to ask, why is the cell doing this? Instead of the immune system is weak, I'd like to ask, why is the immune system weak? And instead of the DNA has been damaged, I'd like to ask, why is the DNA being damaged? So as we start with uh, step one, limiting thoughts. If you believe a thought, and this probably happens after hearing it a few times or listening it a few times or thinking it a few times, it becomes implemented in your subconscious. And so we can move very quickly to step number two, which is limiting beliefs. And your beliefs will change your perception. If we examine these first few steps with limiting beliefs, um, I have this knowledge from like Peter Crone, he is the mind architect, but as well like people like Louise Hay, who works on affirmations. And as I love myself to live without thoughts for long periods of times during the day, and only use my thoughts for things that actually matter, we become more in the uh, expertise area of Eckhart Tolle and uh, as well lots of other mindfulness techniques and people who wrote books about it. And I am absolutely certain that every disease originally started with a thought. And therefore, changing our beliefs, changing our way of thinking is absolutely necessary to heal. And when you have certain beliefs, you will also notice that your perception of life is going to change. And when you have limiting beliefs and limiting thoughts, it is always about lower levels of consciousness. And from a quantum science point of view, your perception becomes as well your reality. And by perceiving things differently, you will also be involved in different experiences. And on top of that, you will also create different experiences in your life. And these are mostly limited experiences. And these experiences will come as we go to the next step, create different feelings and different emotions. 
and feelings and emotions are feedback based upon your beliefs and experiences. Are you doing the right things or are you doing the wrong things? I don't really like the term of the word negative emotions and negative feelings, but we are talking about the so-called negative emotions and negative feelings right now. Because emotions are there to protect us from a path that would interfere with both long-term and short-term survival. Some emotions, like anger, fear and disgust, are sent to guide, warn and protect us. Other emotions are feedback that we are on the right track, like joy for example. Whenever we feel joy, our health improves, we raise self-esteem and we are self-actualizing, which is the top need on Maslow's pyramid. And all the so-called negative emotions activate the fight or flight mechanism of the nervous system. And this mechanism is meant for us to either run, flight or hide from a danger like a tiger. And while we are in the fight or flight state of the nervous system, lots of bodily processes like digesting and the immune system are being put on hold. But the danger in this circle of disease is coming from within. It is coming from the very beliefs that we have. For example, as a little child, you have heard the message over and over again that you're not worth anything yet. You have to do all these kind of things. And there is as well a lot of manipulative parental techniques that as well teachers use as your parent uh, will do. For example, if you don't do this, then there is a consequence. So in this example, you have developed the belief of unworthiness. And your unworthiness will make you perceive the world completely different than if you wouldn't have that particular belief. As a result, you will get involved in different experiences. Things you wouldn't normally do, but now, because you're unworthy, you do. And you can think for an example in investing time in the wrong people, like the wrong partner or the wrong friends, and maybe even the wrong job. And because of that, you will probably ignore your own feelings and emotions. It first starts off with feelings, that you shouldn't do these things. Your intuition tells you that it is not right, but you choose to ignore it. And this becomes a habit in life. And the more and more you ignore your own language from the inside of you, the more emotions you will develop in your body. And as you keep suppressing these emotions, the feelings that your body will send to you will become more intense. And if you have the habit of uh, swallowing your own feelings and emotions and being involved in experiences that don't serve your whole being, your body will come up with stronger and stronger feelings. For example, the feeling of loneliness. And that feeling of loneliness is a result of your true self being lonely from you because it wants your attention. And basically you have stepped over your personal boundaries in the last few steps. Gabor Mate, he is the author of When the Body Says No, has written all a lot about boundaries and how going over your boundaries will create dis-ease in your life. And other techniques and people, uh, for example, uh, the completion process from Till Swan, 
or the EMDR process or the tapping are all about releasing negative emotions and feelings that you have in your body. Because when you suppress an emotion, you suppress it inside of your body. And this will make your body feel unease, not pleasant place to stay. And to avoid feeling your body at unease, we involve ourselves with lots and lots of coping mechanisms. And on my website, you can find lots of documentation and you can download books for free. And I refer to books. And one particular book is called Reinventing Your Life, which is all about coping mechanisms and how they enhance stress in your life. The book itself is pretty thorough and I would recommend you to read it. But in my own words, I'd say there are two kinds of of coping mechanisms and this is also based on Dr. Sarno's and Steve Ozanich's theory called TMS, the, the, the mind-body syndrome. So I think there are the techniques of the inner child which are basically uh, about instant pleasure, for example binge watching, food, drugs, alcohol, sex, etc. And there are the techniques from the inner adult which are about changing your personality and lots of people with uh, TMS have what they call autoimmune diseases chronic pain chronic fatigue and lots of other uh, symptoms and the common factor of these people was to be discovered that they all have more or less the same personality but before we go to personality a coping mechanism is something that in the end will go completely automatic. You've been doing it for years and therefore Dr. Joe Dispenza would say the body has become the mind. For example, if you feel a certain emotion like uh, fear or anger, your immediate response could be to do a certain thing like uh, either uh, eating chocolate or pleasing someone else or uh, trying to impress other people. And this way, in the end, finally, you will not even be aware of the emotion anymore. Instead, you feel a really big urge to do a certain type of activity. And this activity usually enhances stress. So it enhances the fight or flight mechanism of the nervous system. And this mechanism is exactly what we're trying to avoid when you're healing. So you have to become very aware of your coping strategies, your coping mechanisms. And we do that by, for example, pacing and writing down uh, what you do, giving points for how much energy it took and see if an activity actually brings you energy or does it cost you energy. The book Reinventing Your Life says that there are three different types of coping mechanisms. The first is to deny uh, an emotion, a feeling, or an experience, or whatever. The second is to overcompensate. For example, if you're feeling unworthy, you're going to uh, try to feel worthiness by achieving stuff. And the last one is giving in to it. For example, if you feel unworthy, you're saying to everyone, yeah, but I'm not so good, or yes, but uh, pe other people can do that better, and those kind of things. 
you could call any belief that you have that is not serving you a negative belief. And this will create a negative perception. And in the end, you can become aware of it. And what happens then as a coping strategy is to deny negative thoughts. So for example, then you can pretend that everything is fine when things are actually not fine. And as people, we all want to be a goodist. We all want to be a positive person. But this has to come naturally. If this doesn't come from your beliefs, then this is a fake personality which is based on denying reality and denying yourself. So positive thinking can, in a negative situation, be a form of self-hatred. We go to symptoms. And symptoms will gradually develop themselves over time. For example, irritable bowel syndrome, migraines, skin-related diseases, and so on. And in the book You Can Heal Your Life, the author of that, Louise Hay, has made in the end a list of all possible diseases, symptoms, and as well with the root cause behind it. The root cause, in this case, being uh, a belief and a behavior. And I think it is important to say that to change a negative belief or a limited belief, it is not enough to just stop believing it. Instead, you need to reprogram your subconscious mind. And you can do this via, for example, uh, hypnosis, affirmations, meditations, and as well, changing the behavior. is just stop doing certain types of behavior that enhances stress. In TMS, the mind-body syndrome, a theory made by Dr. Sano and as well Steve Ozenich, the common theory is that a symptom serves as a distraction. And the distraction is because your egoic self doesn't want to feel or to notice the negative emotions, for example, anger, because anger could be a death threat for the ego. Because the egoic self doesn't see itself as an angry person because it wants to please others it wants to be a goodist and in the belief system that anger is a negative emotion the person believes that it is better not to feel it so instead of feeling it you experience it as a symptom this doesn't mean that the symptoms are imagined or unreal they are created by the limbic brain to serve you for your survival because the egoic self sees it as a death threat and this doesn't mean as well that your symptoms are a distraction because it could very well be that your symptoms are the result of a chronic disease or of chronic stress. And suppressing your own feelings and emotions and your boundaries creates anger inside of you. In psychotherapy, they say that the inner child will become angry. And this anger is being stored in the body. So although you don't see yourself as being angry, there actually is a lot of anger. And another technique to become aware of your own feelings is um, to journal, to write every day about negative stuff. And I wouldn't go as far as to stay the whole day in this negative space, but just like 10 minutes maybe every day or maybe five days a week, whatever, you start to write down things that bother you. And in the end, you will notice that it will become easier to feel the emotion. But when you stay the whole day in the negative emotion, and when you start to feel it, 
then the stress from feeling the emotion can cause the exact opposite of healing. Because healing as well is not linear. Sometimes when you do a certain things, uh, emotion can come up. You start to become aware of it. You start to notice all the negativity and the stress of it will create the fight or flight me mechanism to, be, to work even harder. And this will cause more symptoms and can enhance a chronic disease. So although healing is not linear, it is not necessarily bad after uh, a period of emotional purging to feel a little worse. So this person has to deal and to cope with their emotions and coping mechanisms and on top of that with symptoms. And slowly over time this person will develop a certain kind of personality. So now we come back to the personality types. And in the case of uh, most chronic diseases we speak of the inner parent coping mechanisms that create over time a personality of being a goodist, a perfectionist, a responsible person or a, a people pleaser and therefore not being able to say no. And that's why I love the title of Gabor Mate's book, When the Body Says No. And if you'd like to read more about this, I'd recommend reading the books you can download on my self-study page from Dr. Sono, for example, The Mind-Body Prescription. And you can download it for free on my website. And the problem is that we have created this personality with our thinking. And our thinking was already in a place of discomfort because of the limited beliefs and the limited thoughts. So the problem is now that we escape from our body with our thinking and we create the personality in our minds that we think that would suit us the most for long-term results. So this means our ego is completely invested in it. So if you say someone with uh, a personality of being uh, very productive, if you would say to this person that he's actually a lazy person, this person would be insulted because the ego is invested right now and this makes it hard to change. And this also means that the person is suppressing parts of their true self because you cannot be either productive or lazy. We're always both things. We are lazy and productive. We're strong and we are weak. So now we have arrived already in what is in psychotherapy called parts work, becoming whole again, accepting parts of you that you have denied. And to heal literally means to become whole again. And in my language, the Dutch language, the word healing and whole is the same word. And about becoming whole and defragmentizing the soul, I really like what Teal Swan has written in her book called The, Anme the Anatomy of Loneliness. It's a book I recommend about parts work. And I think it is important to say that in the circle of disease, it is not a linear thing to go from the first one to the twelfth. It is something you can do over and over again. For example, from each point in the circle, you can move back to limited thoughts, which will become limited beliefs. And that will become more limited thoughts and that will become more limited beliefs and more different perceptions and experiences and you can move back to limited thoughts so it's like a circle a never-ending circle always going back to thought 
And as the ego is being involved right now, there's a lot of control going on right now. And which means that this person is not accepting reality anymore. And in mindfulness, it is always about accepting the present moment. And take the present moment as your starting point. Whatever the present moment is, whatever disease there is, we should always accept the present moment and not escape in any thinking. So now we have arrived at chronic disease already. And something I would like to say about chronic disease is that Gabor Mate has written a book called um, When the Body Says No, in which they researched for a long period of time people's personalities. And they were able to predict diseases in people's life while they were still having a relatively healthy body. Which is absurd, because medical science completely ignores this. But in some cases, in lots of studies, they were able to predict a certain type of chronic disease or even fatal disease with a 94% accuracy. And the book When the Body Says No is available for free on my website to download. And if you download some books, you can always choose to buy the book if it's really helpful for you so that the author can make some profit about it. And another thing that Gabromati said is that the personality people believe they have might be the very opposite of who they really are. Instead, it is a collection of thoughts, beliefs and coping strategies. So an ego is probably the very opposite of who we are. Yet we invest time and energy in it and we believe that we are the ego. But actually we aren't because it's just a collection of coping strategies and beliefs. So it's really difficult to change right now. So the person who is ill would probably prefer a magic pill or some something. Or maybe some medication to suppress the feelings and emotions. And as well as the symptoms from the disease or the symptoms uh, as a consequence of the coping strategies. And an ego doesn't mean to be a selfish type of person. It can also mean about being a people pleaser or maybe the ever going victim. So I certainly do not believe that there is a magic pill. And if there is a magic pill that seemed to work, it probably probably wouldn't last long for the symptoms of the disease to stop manifesting in a different way. So when you are at this point of the circle of disease, Probably the best thing you can do to start with is to forgive yourself. Forgive yourself for the completely inauthentic life you have been living and start to build a relationship with your body again. And uh, I would like to put some quantum signs into the equation. In quantum signs, they say that every single cell or process in the body has a frequency. And you can either enhance the frequency or disturb the frequency. So in frequency therapy, uh, a lot of great results are being made just by putting people uh, in contact with microcurrents. And a process like the immune system has a frequency as well. And these frequencies become disturbed not only by other frequencies, for example, electromagnetic fields, but also from uh, our thoughts, our behavior, our thinking, our suppressed emotions. And this will disrupt the immune system greatly. I know most of the people still believe in a germ theory that a virus or a bacteria 
is making you ill. And this is uh, a theory that is a couple hundred years old. But the inventor of the, of the theory, Louis Pasteur, was also the first person to deny the theory. Because there are so many viruses and so many bacteria everywhere. So the question is more, why does a certain virus or bacteria makes you ill? Why is the immune system weak? So while you're at a chronic disease, for example, chronic fatigue syndrome, or ME, or fibromyalgia, you will get back to the limited thoughts uh, step a lot. And these will create more different experiences and so on and so on and so on. From this point on in the graph, I'm really not an expert anymore. But I've heard lots of stories from people who recovered from chronic fatigue syndrome only to find out that they have a fatal disease. And within weeks or months, they died. I think that our body makes us experience illness on purpose. I believe that your body does it as a warning system to warn you that you're on the wrong path. And I think as well that if your ego is invested about lots of theories, this might be a hard pill to swallow. But I firmly believe this is the case. And sometimes being ill, having a disease, having symptoms is a very good sign because it means that the immune system is strong enough to develop a fever or symptoms. Some people who believe they are very strong and, and healthy are actually too weak to become sick. And when they stop, for example, when they retire, just like it happened to my grandfather, almost a few weeks after his retirement, he had a heart attack and died. So getting sick is actually a very good sign. It's a sign that your body cleans things up. And usually uh, a body does this annually in a certain period of the year. A body releases all sorts of toxins and dead RNA and dead DNA material. And people mistake this often for a virus, but instead it is dead RNA in an, what is called an exosome. And I also firmly believe that if you, believe, uh, if you live a limited life with lots of belief, lots of coping strategies, that it is in the best interest for your soul to die. I think a short miserable life is better than a long miserable life. And that death can be the greatest experience of our lives. Because if you would die, and this is something very personal, but I've been in hypnotherapy a lot, in hypnosis, and I've relived several deaths, I experienced them as liberating. Suddenly the narrow view that I had was open fully. And I had to laugh, but of course there wasn't the mouth anymore to laugh with. But it was freeing. And it is also like just like in a game. If if life is just a game, because I believe it is sort of an illusion, sort of a game, it is better to start again if you're really at the point of chronic disease and fatal disease and if you're not willing to change because your ego is so invested in all the stories and beliefs and strategies, it might be better to start again. And what is the point of a miserable and long life in the end? So going back to healing, reversing the circle might just be all about authenticity, becoming back who you really are, becoming whole again. And from what I've come to understand, from 
both my own healing process, but also from the book called Reverse Therapy, which I also refer to on my website. When you have, for example, a chronic disease and you become more aligned with yourself, suddenly your symptoms might move back to your symptoms that you had before your disease was chronic. For example, you had lots of migraines before chronic fatigue syndrome. And when you had chronic fatigue syndrome, you had no migraines anymore. And when you move, so when you move back to yourself, back to authenticity, you suddenly might have migraines again, which is really not a bad thing because you're moving back in the circle of disease. So my point of this circle of disease is to show you that healing is much more than just one strategy. Sometimes we read a book which is only about thoughts. Sometimes we read a book which are only about coping strategies. But I would like to make it as a whole, to change our personality, change our coping strategies, change the suppression that we do, start feeling the, the feelings, emotions and intuitions that we have so we can listen to our soul, so we have different experiences, we have a different perception, we remove our limiting beliefs, fill it up with different beliefs, things beliefs when things are really possible. And as well, the thoughts that we have, the limiting thoughts, I think we should all cancel it out so we can have different thoughts, which will create different beliefs, which will create a different perception and a different experience with better feelings and emotions that we don't have to suppress. So there is no need for coping strategies. So if symptoms can't develop, and our personality is not based on thinking and the mind. We can just be an authentic version of our soul. So we don't need a chronic disease to pull us back to who we are. We don't have to deal with fatal disease and miserable lives. I want us to be the expression of our soul. The expression of consciousness that we are. The expression of all that is, all that ever was, and all that will ever be. A timeless expression of consciousness. And in order to reprogram our minds, we have to hear things often in different contexts so that we can accept a theory. If you would hear this only once, you probably wouldn't accept it. So I recommend you to read about the different topics. And my website is the perfect place for it because I offer lots of information for free I write different uh, blogs about it and uh, it's also a great place to ask for help and ask for advice from me. Read my blogs so you can eventually replant the thoughts in your subconscious mind. So and before we leave uh, this video I would like to make one exception to a small minority is that some people's souls are here solely for the experience of disease for themselves or maybe for others, for caretakers, who have to learn to take care of others. And that disease is not negative at all for the, for, the, for the soul. Because for the soul, the worst thing is to be denied. Self-denial, self-hatred is the worst thing. And a disease is the perfect opportunity for you to realign your body and your soul. And when you align yourself with your soul, when you stop uh, achieving and projecting and having lots of theories and uh, 
coping strategies, then you'll experience true happiness because true happiness is who you already were. So thank you everybody for, uh, for listening to my podcast. Thanks a lot. I appreciate it. I hope you can share it because I would really love to help as much people as possible. I would hope also that I didn't offend you in any way. But if I did, uh, I'm not sorry. So I'm not going to change my expression of my true self anymore. So for now, I wish you great health. I wish you authenticity. I wish you reversing yourself in the circle of disease. Lots of love. Bye.